Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 182. Yeah, I took a little bit of a break, but we're back again here tonight. Cat's here. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, a bunch of a wide variety of topics you're going to enjoy uh, tonight's show. I won't uh, tease it at all. I will just <laughs> tell you that it's going to be a wide variety of stuff that we'll talk about here tonight. We'll be here for two hours or until I give up. <laughs> but I think uh, I think it's going to have a good show. So we have a bunch of topics, so we will talk about a lot of stuff coming up on the Dr. Anonymous show, starting, starting, wait for it, right now. That's right, kids. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Mike Savilla, and I am Dr. Anonymous. To find out more information, just type Dr. Anonymous into your favorite search engine. I should be the top link over there. You can also go to DrAnonymous.com. That brings you the most current uh, show schedule, which I think I do have to update, so apologies about that. (laughs) Also some blog posts and also some TV interviews of me doing local TV news here talking about a variety of health topics. Pretty proud of that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 262 people who like the show or who are Facebook friends of the show whatever that is these days. Also some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That brings you to the iTunes page where uh, you can subscribe to this show, leave a comment, do whatever you like over there. Very much appreciate that. You can also listen to this show in real time on your mobile device, on your phone, whether it's a BlackBerry, Palm Pre, Droid, iPhone, mobile device, whatever you like, just uh, direct your mobile browser to walktalkradio.com slash Anonymous. Today is Saturday, September 11, 2010. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Time, special starting time here tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, let's see. The temperature here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 66 degrees Fahrenheit with a light rain shower going on here. Fall has definitely taken hold here in northeastern Ohio here this week. So uh, coming up, uh, we have a cat to uh, join the conversation here. We have a variety of talks that we're going to be uh, talking about here this evening. And uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about, I can talk about that right now. We're going to be, uh, right after the break here, we'll be talking a little bit about September 11, which I know I've been thinking about all day, and, and Kat's been thinking about that all day, too, so we'll talk about that. We'll be talking about some football, college football, NFL, the fantasy football leagues that I am involved with. Why, I don't know. Ugh, it's going to be frustrating again this year, I'm telling you. 
also some entertainment news. And uh, always on this show, the world weird and wacky and wild news because I like to steal a lot of these weird and wild and wacky news from the Annie and Burl Live show coming up in less than two hours at 10 p.m. Eastern time right on this very Blog Talk Radio network. Uh, but first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring a show again here this evening on the front page. Welcome to those of you who are new to the show. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can see my shining face here on the webcam here this evening. Just go to the top of the chat room window and uh, click on the webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show right before your eyes. Just uh, 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 <laughs> see, that was the first time I got distracted by the chat room in a while. <laughs> go to the top of the uh, <laughs> chat room. Click on the webcam icon. You can see me doing the show right before your eyes. And uh, just uh, people who have not seen that before, there's a little bit of a delay between the video feed and the audio feed. Uh, so before I go to the break, I will uh, give a big shout-out to everybody in the uh, chat room here this evening. We have a guest. We have J-Man, whose uh, show I will plug later in this broadcast. We have Kimmy. We have Liz. We have... Jesse Ferg, and those of you who are waiting to get into the chat room, because I know that Blog Talk Radio probably has a problem with you getting in the chat room, so hang tight, you'll be in here just as soon as possible. So I will uh, take my break here, and uh, then after the break, we will uh, welcome Kat to the show here. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show a uh, member of the Family Medicine Education Consortium, FMEC.net, and also a member of the uh, get uh, the uh, Better Health Network. You can get there by going to GetBetterHealth.com, and also a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com. We'll be right back. to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Block Talk Radio. And uh, on the line with us, uh, we have right now our good friend, Kat. Kat, welcome back to the show there, my dear. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Oh, my. 
gosh. Wow. <laughs> Man. I'm on fire tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you're having a good day there, Kat. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so far, football season has been great because LSU won their first game and the Saints won their oh, first game. Oh, hey, hey, wait, hey, hey. We're okay, I'm sorry, later. I'm sorry. But that's why I was you're, you're going You're going off the script here. I'm sorry. I just That's why I was singing the Saints song. That's why I had to say that. But, okay. Yeah. We can go well, on. I, 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 can, uh, I can presume that you didn't work today then because you're, you're feeling good. Yeah, I had, like, Okay, I work Tuesday off Wednesday, I work Thursday, Friday, and I work tomorrow. And I work 12-hour shifts, people, at a place that, you know, after you work 12 shifts, I mean 12 shifts, 12 hours, you feel like you've worked 48 hours. I'm dead by the time I get home. Literally, like <laughs> last night when I, when I drove into the garage, I sat there and I go, oh, so tired. I, took me a second just to open the door and get out of the car. It's like I'm numb from fatigue and pain. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and what did you tell me before the show? Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's too many babies in South Texas. Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, my gosh. Women here do not know how to say no. They just don't, you know. It's like, okay, if you can't say no, there's this thing called birth control. <laughs> It's real simple to get. You can even get free condoms in some places. Wow. But, <laughs> no, but it's like, I mean, we have so many babies. It's like, well, this is our busy season, okay? Right now we're getting the New Year's babies. I'm real afraid for next month because that's Valentine's Day. Ah. You know. Huh. Summer is our real busy season, and then in the winter, when all the winter Texans come, we're slow, and ICU, adult ICU is busy because, you know, they're having their heart attacks and things like that. So uh, it's just, I mean, it's our busy season anyway, but I work at a hospital that is the, the busiest one in this area, okay? And uh, I think one day last week we had uh, over 40 admissions in a 12-hour shift in, in nursery. This is a newborn wow. nursery, not a NICU. Um, NICU, they get a lot, too. They're busy for their NICU. They're busy for their intermediate nursery. But our nursery, of course, it's all relative, you know. I mean, of course you're going to get more babies in a nursery than you are, in a regular nursery than you are in a NICU. So, ah. yeah, it's a lot of babies. I mean, I'm talking about two, three babies born at the same exact minute from three different moms. <laughs> you know, these aren't triplets or twins. These are, you know, every operating room is full. They're all cutting at the same time for the C-sections, and the vagus are all delivering, too. I don't know how, you, you know, what? How? what is the statistics for, I thought it was for every person really kind of that dies. One, one is for every person that is born, one dies kind of thing. We outdo the dying people here. We have to. There's no way that many people die <laughs> in one day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! It's crazy. I think uh, I, I think in uh, where you're at, I think the uh, the the statistic is 
Um, 82.5 babies born for every person that dies. I think yes, I think so, too. <laughs> and unless you're a fan of Annie and Burl's show, you don't know what that means. That was kind of a private joke, but I'll make a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if they actually have a show tonight, so I, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. If I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I think they pulled a blog scene and just, like, uh, got out of here, so whatever. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, on their show, they did have a show last Saturday night. I believe it was last Saturday night. And uh, they said that they were going to stop doing the Wednesday show for a while, but they were going to keep doing the Saturday show. So I don't know if they're going to do one tonight or not. But, yeah, I mm-hmm. hope they don't pull a blog scene. No, no, I, I think I, I think they're going to uh I think they're going to have a show tonight, but I know I know the the best chat room on the planet will keep me updated if they see a cancellation. So because uh, if they do, we'll just uh, you know we'll we'll just go into their time slot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have enough material for that for that long. <laughs> we could do that. Are you kidding me? We can do anything. We are the power radio team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow, we have a good we have a good crowd here tonight. So even for a uh, an early show, it's uh, an earlier show than I'm used to. So we'll uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so so we have a so we have some some chatter in our chat room. So so our good friend J Man, you know J Man always uh, you know, he, he has a show you know on uh, on Sundays at 11 a.m. and uh, you know I I know that you know you're upset because sometimes you know that you're busy and, and you can't catch your show sometimes. Yeah, I can't. I'm so upset because Cacho's, you know, if there's anybody's show I need to be going to, it's his. It's J-Man's, okay? So I call him Los Cachos, okay? So don't get confused to those of you who don't know I call him Los Cachos. But, you know, he has been so loyal to me and all the shows I've been on. He's loyal to this show, Annie and Burl, Landview Lowdown. He would come in. To, he did not miss a Landview Lowdown, Okay. And he didn't even watch One Life to Live. He started watching it because of, of my show. That's how much, how awesome he is and how much I love him, okay? And so I'm like, you tell me when your show is on, Los Gatches, I'm going to be there no matter what. Well, he puts it on when I have to go to church. I'm sorry. I can't put I love you, Jay, but I can't put you before God. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but when he, go, when he goes on Friday nights, I will, you know, even if I have to work the next day, because it's going to be late night on Friday night, and if I have to work the next day, I might only be able to, well, he only does it for an hour. They only do it for an hour, so I might be able to do that one. But uh, until they're able to get a primetime spot, and as long as they keep doing it on Sunday at 10 o'clock, like, (laughs) you know, I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me when he told me it was at that time. But since, you know, Matt Man was the one, it's really kind of his show, I mean, it's both of their show, but, I mean, Matt Man was the one who started it, and he came up with the time, so, you know, Jay didn't want to argue that, but, I, you know, and I said, I promise I'll always listen in archive, and I do, I always listen in archive, but I feel so bad that I can't be there live, you know, but I do love Pachos. <laughs> You know, and, and I've been there for a couple of shows. They have a pretty good crowd. I mean, they have like twenty, twenty-five people listen live. I mean, it's a huge crowd. I mean, it would take it would take us like a month to get that many live people in there. I mean, it's it, they have a pretty good following. Well, I know. See, that's the thing. You know, when I I wasn't I haven't been there live, but hearing on archives, they talk about how many people they have in uh, 
in the chat room, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you know why, though? Well, I'm not saying not that they're not good or anything, but when you first start a show, you have to build up a, a an audience. But they've known people from the blog world forever. I mean, they have, like, 20 callers in their, sh- you know, they have tons of callers know. in their show. But, uh, you know, these are all people that followed them blogging. So they are that's a good thing when you can start a show when you already have an online following from something else. Because Jay, J- Jay's blog, for those of you who haven't, you know, seen Jay's blog, it's Cynical Beasted. It's the Cynical Beasted blog do- on blogspot.com. And he gets tons of comments, too. You know, so he's already kind of known out there in the online world, just not in the online radio world. So, and Matt Man as well. His blog gets a lot of uh, hits too and comments. So, so just imagine how big they're gonna get if they're already that way now. You know, they haven't even built up the people that never heard of them yet. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. They're gonna just you know leave us in the dust, man. Like forget. I know. I'm a little. I have to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. But you know, J Man, like I said, he's a good guy. He's he's true, a true friend, and he's a He's a good, loyal friend, and he deserves any success that he gets. But you know what? So do we. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm just kidding. But no, he, I, I'm very, very happy for him and Matt. That's y'all are doing a good job, guys. Real good job. Make sure you mention that we did all this on your show tomorrow, or that we said all this. And well, I'm yeah, going to we'll be working what... tomorrow, so for sure I can't be there. But we'll see. We're, we're already writing material from them because right after this show, they're just going to pull down the audio and then they're just going to play this uh, tomorrow, and <clears throat> that'll be most of the show. So uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play this, out. play this. Maybe because because <laughs> if they play this, maybe we can get some more listeners onto our show. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, th- I think the key quote that he'll play is when you say, "Oh, uh, he only goes an hour." Um, so that'll be, you know, that'll be, we'll talk about that for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that is so funny. I didn't even think of that when I said it. <laughs> so, 11 a.m. Sunday morning for now until they move to their Friday night primetime slot. I'm with Stupid here on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> good time. You never, you never know when those guys are going to talk about. Yeah, you know they have, they have, they have some pretty good callers that call in and make fun of them. So it's, uh, it's a good time. Uh, I love it when, uh, when Jay said, "What?" I mean, he said a few things that just cracked me up. But it was a couple of shows ago. When, oh gosh, what was the, what were they talking about? Oh yeah, about you know the things that were you know pet peeves and all. And I think it was Dana that called in and was saying her pet peeve about the people in the checkout, you know, self-checkout, and uh, and she said, and, and but, you know, like, and, and if you want to buy alcohol, the, the person who, you know, somebody has to come and check your ID, so it, they, they should make it to where you can't buy alcohol, or you can't bring alcohol through those things, because then it just takes up the time, and it's not worth it anyway, right? And, I don't know, like, oh, man, see, I setting it up and now I don't know how to deliver it like Jay did but he's, <laughs> he's like yeah yeah you go up there and then you, you swipe your beer and then the teenage flunky what did he call man he said the teenage flunky no te- 
the high school teenage flunky has to come and check your ID and make sure you're old enough. But it's the way he said it that was funny anyway. I don't know. This was the one. <laughs> you know, I can uh, I can pretty much guarantee that uh, you will be their first guest when they go primetime on Friday nights. You will be uh, – I think you, I think you'll be asked to, uh, to come on because uh, – just to make up for all the Sunday shows that uh, – that you can't, you know, go to because, you know, you put Jay second. Oh, I feel so, you know, I, I mean, I feel bad because I really do love Jay, but I think he would understand because I think he understands that God has to come for, I mean, God comes before my own parents. Well, yeah. I love, I love God. <laughs> God rules. And, and my church right now, I mean, it's growing, but it's still small enough where they only have one service, which is Sunday at 10. <laughs> you know, so if they had a, a service that was earlier or a Wednesday night service, I would I would literally change and go to another service to be at his show. I would. But I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, we're, we're just we're just giving giving some love to Jay Man because you know he gives everybody else love. So uh, he's some he's so, at the beginning of the show here. He has a good heart. He is very full of love. And I wish I kind of wish I was in the chat room so I could see what he's saying. What's he saying in the chat room? He says he loves you like he always uh, does. He's giving you a big hug and a kiss because uh, uh, he, that's the kind of guy he is. So uh, so yeah. He's like a sweet teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, when we do this, we'll uh, we'll take a little bit of a break. Um, and um, I did want to uh, talk about and observe and recognize today's date, um, September 11. And I've talked about this uh, in my shows on this date in the past, actually. And uh, I know, Kat, that uh, you were thinking about um, September 11th today as well. So we will share some of our thoughts in remembering uh, September 11, 2001. We will take a short break, and uh, we will come right back right here on the Dr. Anonymous Show. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio on September 11, 2010. And uh, we're going to be talking about this uh, for a little bit here tonight. Um, and uh, I have Kat here on the line here with me. And uh, what I'll do is I'll just kind of share some of my, so what's been kind of going through my head today. Um, and then I'll have uh, Kat chime in here a little bit too and what she's been thinking about today. Um, and I've talked about this on my show here in the past, and, and uh, you know, what I've talked about was, you know, if I ever, 
you know, had a platform like this, had, you know, a way to share what is going on in my head, whether it be a blog or a podcast, is to, to kind of share what is and has been going through my head today. And, and uh, I think I recorded a video last year and put it on my uh, Facebook page, and, and I've talked about it on this show before, but um, I'm just going to share my story about, you know, what happened and, and uh, uh, what I was doing because I think pretty much um, you know, everyone pretty much remember what they were doing that day. So just to kind of set the stage, I, uh, I finished my uh, residency in family practice, family medicine, in 2001 in the summer. And I took my board exam and started my new job where I am here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters here on the beginning of August of that year. And uh, it was my first kind of job out of residency and uh, just really starting to try to find out how to be a real doctor and not being in any kind of training program or anything of that sort to be on my own. And, and for people who don't know, I'm in a group. I'm in the group with uh, four other family docs here in northeastern Ohio. So September 11 comes around. It's six weeks after I start my new job, and it was a Tuesday morning. And um, I got to work, and uh, you know, we start patients at about uh, 8.30. And um, right at the beginning of the morning, you know, I, just, I heard some rummagings of things that, they, that were going on. Um, I heard some patients talking about it. I heard some of the nursing staff talking about something going on in New York City. And I got a little bit of a break, maybe about an hour later. And I went downstairs into the break room, and uh, they had a television on. And right as I was sitting down uh, watching the television, um, I saw the second plane hit. And I told myself, that can't be real. That's got to be that's got to be some kind of <laughs> joke, some kind of inaccuracy, some kind of maybe it was a movie. <laughs> it wasn't. It couldn't be real. But as I uh, kept watching, um, it became pretty evident that this was not a joke. This was not. Uh, yeah, this was real. Uh, and went through my seeing my patients for the rest of the morning, not really kind of knowing what was really going on. And uh, I believe it was at the end of the morning or before, you know, lunchtime, where you know the whole office, even patients, were just glued to the television. And uh, you know, we saw the towers burning. And at lunchtime, um, it just happened to be on that date that I uh, gave a talk to uh, one of the local community groups about some kind of health topic. I don't know exactly. I don't remember what it was because uh, all that we could think about, all that we could talk about during that lunchtime meeting, what, what was going around around the country, and what it really, and what what did it really mean? Nobody knew what it really meant. 
So we get into the afternoon, and you know, we just, you know, we just, I just started talking to my patients. One of the things that I love about family medicine, one of the things I love about having a connection with my patients, even though I was just a new doctor, was just to kind of talk to them and say, hey, you know, um, sometimes they volunteered. You know, I, I have a family member in that area, you know, whether it's in D.C. or um, in uh, uh, New York City. It was right around that time, too, that we heard about the crash in Pennsylvania, which is close to where I am right now. And just kind of absorbing that whole day, the start of that whole day, um, I just, I can't, this anniversary here just really still kind of hits me emotionally, remembering the people that we lost on that day, remembering the people who I have connection to here in my local community who have connections to people out there. Um, I had a friend that was working out in uh, New York City at the time, and uh, one of the TV pictures that I remember in that afternoon was seeing all these people walk across the bridge no cars, just the people walking across the bridge from Manhattan and looking for my friend in that in that crowd because you know there were all the cell phone towers were gone. There was no way to communicate, didn't know what was really going on at that point. And you know, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter. You know, there was not that instantaneous messaging that was around that we have now. Maybe email, but, you know, who had access to email back at that time? And I was just watching, you know, some of the coverage today. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, not only don't, you know, not only remember the bad things that happened, but the good things that happened because, you know, we as a people, we as a country did come together at that time. And, that is a very interesting time, a very special time, a time that I will never forget, and a time that um, I know a lot of us uh, won't forget. And looking at what's going on in this world now, in this country, in the world, politically, and I don't want to make this a whole political statement, but it's just thinking about where I was and what I was doing um, really makes you step back and think about what's really important to you, what's really special to you, what are the big things in life to be thankful for, and to uh, just think that sometimes you just have to step back. Sometimes you have to look back before you look forward again. And I won't belabor this point, but I think this is a day in my life that I will always remember and I will always observe. Um, and I hope that no one else does because this is some a, a time and a date that um, changed my life and I think changed the world. Definitely. And it definitely changed the country, that's for sure. I mean, it seems like 
everything in life changed after that day. Not just, I mean, I think just the way people look at life in general, um, obviously look at the way we travel, look how, look at all the rigmarole you have to go through just to fly on a plane, you know, making sure that, you know, you ha- your liquids are in little bitty bottles and, you know, you're getting everything x-rayed, you're taking off your shoes. I mean, whereas before 9-11, uh, you could have brought anything on a plane. <laughs> I mean, it's other than like a gun or a knife or mace. You, you, I mean, everything is is looked at everything is you know under a microscope you know and uh it just that day was i've I've mentioned this on the show before i I think i cried for two straight weeks just like uncontrollably like just out of the blue i'd start crying you know um it's definitely one of the worst things, I, I mean, probably the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my life. You know, Katrina was bad, too. But the one thing about Katrina, yeah, we saw the devastation afterwards, but we didn't actually see the water go in where, you know, where you see the planes hit the the towers. I'm not saying one's worse than the I mean, they're both bad. But we saw the aftermath of Katrina, where this, you saw the whole thing. And... The time it happened, the day that it happened, I was here. I was actually here where I live now. I was at my mom's house. My sister was having a baby. My sister had her baby in August of 2001, and I was here. I was taking a leave of, off work to kind of be with my sister and everything. And um, I remember, you know, that morning I was sleeping in, you know, and my mom came in, and she goes, Kathy, a plane, and she just saw the first one, okay? She, this was when the first one hit. She came in and she said, a plane just, just crashed into the, one of the Twin Towers. So I turned it on, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm, I'm seeing the smoke come out, you know, and, and sitting there just watching the live coverage. And, and I didn't even think about terrorism. That was not even in my brain, you know? I was thinking a plane lost control and crashed into, the, you know, into one of the Twin Towers. And then all of a sudden the second plane hit, right? And when I'm watching it, it's kind of like you said. You know, you, you, you thought you were watching, is this a movie? Is this a joke? Is this, you know, what I was thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. It didn't even register. It took a while for it to register. I thought, oh, they're showing a replay. But how can they be showing a replay if the other building is burning? Like, it, it, it didn't... That's not something that I could comprehend happening in my mind. So my mind couldn't think that way. It was still, even with the other building burning, I'm like, they're showing a replay of what happened. And then I'm like, okay, it took, I don't know how long, a minute, two minutes, I don't know how long it took, but I'm like, another plane just hit the other tower. I, I, you know, I honestly don't even remember what they were saying on the TV when that second plane hit. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember if they were freaking out. I don't. I just know that I was trying. My brain was trying to understand it, and it couldn't. It, it you know, I don't even right. like movies like Independence Day. I won't even watch movies like that because I hate violence more than anything. I detest violence in any way, shape, and form. So things 
violence on this massive kind of level just it it just it, it's too much for me it's too much for me to handle pretty much <laughs> and uh like today i was watching um you know on history channel sometimes i'll watch documentaries and stuff on it and it's still to this day just too hard to watch like after a while i'm like okay i have to turn it off for a while because i just can't i can't deal with it you know and i can't imagine what it was like for people who were in that city at the time the fear that they must have felt you know i mean even if you weren't in the twin towers if you you know worked in other some other building in new york you know they pro- you know they didn't know what was going to happen next cuz i remember even that day thinking even though where i was I'm like, is some plane going to just come down out of the sky any minute, you know, even where I was, which was not, you know, I'm in, well, I guess, like I said, I live in a small town, but they're all a bunch of towns together, but we don't have anything government here. I mean, I'm on the border, but I don't know, I don't think. Al-Qaeda was wanting to deal with Mexico. They were more interested in us. So, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I, I just felt like a fear. Like, what's going to happen next? Is a bomb going to come? And just, you know, I, I did not know. So I can't imagine how these people in New York felt. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, keep going. So, um. But, yeah, that's what was so weird about it. Even though I saw that second plane hit, I didn't see it as another plane hitting. I saw it as it had to be a replay, and it just didn't make sense that another that that the other building was burning. It, it like, it's, isn't that weird? Isn't that so – I mean, because it was so – such a bad, horrible thing, my mind couldn't see it as true. And – Oh, it just it just to this day I, I still can't understand it. I can't uh, it just makes me sick to my stomach, literally. You know, like watching today a little bit of T V I started feeling nauseated again and I'm just like, Oh gosh, how can this happen? How can this happen? You know, um and like I said, you know, Katrina was bad, too. I'm not trying to say, you know, but it's like if we would have saw that water just rushing in, it would have made it even that much worse, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, it's hard to oh, say. I mean, they're, they're, they're both. I mean, they're, they're, they're both tragedies. Sad. I mean, they're sad. Well, and, they're, tra- they're tragic. Yeah. And and Katrina was natural, you know. It, and, but I used to be afraid of that, like, when I was growing up in Louisiana, and sometimes I'd be, you know, in New Orleans or whatever, and we'd be driving around, and, you know, they'd always say, New Orleans is like a fishbowl, and I'm like, ooh, that's just a scary thought, and, and when I'd be driving out of New Orleans and driving over, um, like, the, what do you call it, Lake Pontchartrain, I'm like, just the thought of all that water going in would scare me. That was when I was growing up, so I can't imagine what it was like there, but it's just like, you know, I was lucky I wasn't there during Katrina, just like I was lucky I wasn't in New York during this. But, um, you know, oh, it's just... It, but, you know, when you hear about 9-11, you still do hear more about the Twin Towers than you do about the Pentagon and, and uh, like, the other plane that went down. And 
And it's not that they don't honor those people, but I think because this was such a grand scale, and then you see the talents actually fall, and, you know, it's just the way it looked. I mean, literally, seeing those scenes, like, you know, the scene with all the, the people running and the, the big cloud of smoke just following it. I mean, that is stuff you see on those kind of crazy movies that I don't like to watch. And here it was happening in real life. Yeah. yeah, it it, it yeah. kind of screws me up a little bit for a while. I mean, it still screws me up, but I mean, I, I can deal with it now more. But I, I can't even imagine if I would have been there right in the middle of it all. I don't know what that would have done to me. I, I I can't like imagine what it did to those people that were there that are even close by it. You know, I'm I'm thinking there was a lot of therapy going on after that. You know. Right. Just from right. the sheer sheer terror of it all. So. Um, I do have a I do have a story that I, that I pulled uh, from uh, the Associated Press today. So just talking about the I think they're talking about next year about the ten year anniversary and the memorial and things and um, I'll just play this here. Nearly nine years after the World Trade Center towers were destroyed, a fifty ton steel column salvaged from the wreckage was hoisted into place. It will serve as part of the entryway to the underground 9-11 Memorial and Museum, which will open next year. The memorial, which includes two reflective pools in the footprints of the destroyed Twin Towers, will comprise eight acres of the 16-acre Ground Zero site. After years of delays, the rebuilding of Ground Zero is now visibly underway and is starting to make its mark on the New York City skyline. The rebuilding is going forward today at a tremendous pace. Yes. There is life at Ground Zero. There is a great future. The tallest building so far is One World Trade Center. At nearly 40 stories high, it grows daily. This new animation shows how it will look on the New York City skyline. When completed and opened in 2013, it will be the tallest building in North America. Also now visible on the skyline is Four World Trade Center, on schedule to open by 2013 as well. And on the northeastern corner of the site, workers are laying the foundation of two other buildings. Two World Trade Center and three World Trade Center. And seven World Trade Center is already built. People go to work there every day. While nothing happens in democracy as quickly as we would like, the truth of the matter is democracy does get you to the right place, even if it's sometimes painful and sometimes takes some time. Plans are still on the drawing board for buildings that might later be called Five World Trade Center and Six World Trade Center. Ted Shaffrey, The Associated Press, New York. All right, so I mean, I don't want to uh, talk on and on about this, uh, but uh, um, you know, I just wanted to share some thoughts about what was going on uh, today. Um, I know, Kat, you were kind of watching some of the coverage today too, and and uh, was sharing about a little bit what you were feeling as well. Um, you know, if you had anything else before we uh, before we kind of move on. Well, just that you know, I never will forget. I mean, I don't know how anybody could forget that day. And uh, I don't know. I just wish I didn't have to to see it, or I wish it didn't happen. I mean, I wish it didn't happen. But uh, yeah, it was. I will never forget. And my heart goes out to anyone who lost someone they love in during 9/11. Whether it was the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, the plane that went down in the field, wherever it was. And then really the entire country, because we all were affected to some degree, you know. I mean, if I was affected this much, way thousands of miles away, then 
you know, so was a lot of other people. So that's all. Um, let's see here. I'm checking something out here. Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens here. Well, let's take a call here. Hello, who is this? Hello? Yes. Okay. Uh, what we'll do here is uh, we'll take Hello? a break. Uh, yeah, I think it was the wrong number. Uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll take a break and uh, we'll uh, we'll shift gears here. We'll talk uh, <laughs> we'll talk uh, we'll talk football after the break here, and uh, we will then I will let you talk about LSU after the break. How, how's that? How's that sound there, Cap? Woohoo! <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll talk football after this break here. You're listening to the Astronomist Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be talking college. We'll be talking pros. We're talking all, all that stuff here. Coming up right after these little, short little musical breaks. We'll be right back.
That's right, kids. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio on a Saturday night. That, of course, is the fight song for the Ohio State Buckeyes, who won today 36-24 over the Miami Hurricanes after Miami threw all kinds of interceptions today and turnovers. <laughs> so the score could have been a lot worse than that. But uh, they did look good in Columbus today, so uh, I know I had my uh, my breath held at least for the first quarter and part of the second quarter too, Kat. So, uh, but uh, but they looked decent today on TV. Well, I I didn't see that game, but uh, I think LSU's playing now. But I don't know if it, it's on ESPNU. What does that even mean? <laughs> ESPN University? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's one of the 50,000 ESPN channels that they have. Uh, I don't even know if, if my cable station gets that. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, ESPNU, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, they get, if I get that around here. <laughs> I don't think I have it because I haven't been able to find it. I'm so sad. But I think we're just playing, like, Vanderbilt or something like that. So it's, like, boring. So what did you think of the first game? I'm, I'm sure you watched the first game. Well, yes, I watched the first game, and, uh, well, first let me say this. I should have sent you a clip of the LSU fight song, too. Would you have played it, too, also? Of course. Okay. If I send you one, will you play it on another show one day? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I like y'all's oh. fight song, though. I like y'all's fight song. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they played. Uh, I, I used to get who they played the first game. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it was UNC. UNC, which you know, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, and the first quarter or the first half, we were seriously kicking some butt, you know. And then the second half. They kind of they came up twenty points. They came up on us there, and we didn't score anything in the second half. So it was kind of worrisome for me. I mean, I'm glad we still won, but uh, I don't know. I just hope that both LSU and the Saints can keep up this this winning streak like all season long. I mean, I I kept thinking, man, wouldn't it be something if the Saints could could go to the Super Bowl again this year? You know, but I know I was going to talk about LSU, but. <laughs> I was very happy, and it was in Tiger Stadium, and I always, you know, love. no, it wasn't. It wasn't in Tiger Stadium. The Saints was in the Super Bowl. The first LSU game, they played it in Atlanta, and I don't know why they played the first game in Atlanta. I guess because it's the, what, the, wasn't it like the first college game, and that's why it's played somewhere else? I think I think it's how it worked, yeah. <clears throat> so... I can't wait to see a game in, in Tiger Stadium because I always it's just so awesome, you know. You hear the crowd and everything, and it just makes me all tingly inside. Wow! <laughs> I knew you'd <laughs> say wow. I love it when well, you say wow. Uh, J-Man says the LSU leading Vandy ten zero in the second quarter. So that's our sports update from J-Man. Aw, thanks, Gotchos. <clears throat> You know, I wish uh, there's got to be somewhere like, I mean, like, I don't know if it'll still be on. Because uh, he said second half? He said second quarter. 
second quarter. Okay. So maybe by the time we're done, it might still be on, but maybe somewhere maybe. online I can find it or something. I don't know. But it was just Vandy, so, you know. <laughs> uh, your good friend, the potato chip, uh, there, Cheetos, and they just uh, showed up in the chat room. She's all late. She apologized, but she's here. So give a shout out to uh, to potato chip, there, buddy. Hey, potato chip, potato chip, it's Cheetos saying hey to potato chip. That's right. <laughs> I love potato chip. I love potato chip. I love all these new friends. You know, it seems like lately on Twitter. I've gotten all kinds of new friends and followers, and it, you know, like Dr. Jonathan, Potato Chip. Do- oh, Dr. Snit is awesome. Can I just say that? You sure. know, you follow Dr. Snit, right? She is so awesome. Let me just say, she reminds me just from her tweet. She reminds me. Remember, I told you I had one of my best friends in the world who passed away. Uh, God rest her soul, Elizabeth McDonald. She was one of the most awesome people I've ever known. And just hearing Dr. Smith's tweet, she reminds me of Elizabeth in a lot of ways. And and what I mean by that is she's, first of all, she's so kind and sweet, and she's like the anti-bully, you know. You can tell that she can put, she's the kind of person who will put a bully in their place. You know, she doesn't tolerate that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> and I just love that about her. Uh, you know, Elizabeth was like that too, you know. Elizabeth was the kind of person who had the capacity to love the unloved, and I love people like that. And that's that's what Dr. Snit reminds. That's kind of the person that Dr. Snit reminds me of. And because if there's anything I can't stand, it's a bully. And an online bully is even worse because it's so. First of all, a bully is a coward anyway. But to be an online bully makes you an extreme coward, an extreme pathetically cowardly human being. So props to Dr. Snit. Props to Dr. Snit. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Oh, hey, uh, Kimmy's giving a little update in the chat room. Uh, University of Washington 20, Syracuse 10. So uh, we're giving the sports updates. And, yeah, if Kimmy wants to send me the fight song for her favorite school, she can do that, too, and I'll make play it on this show. <laughs> another purple and gold team, but their gold is a little bit different than our gold. Their gold is more that looks like actual the metal gold, where ours looks more like a yellow gold. Like it's a it's kind of purple and yellow actually, but sometimes you'll see it more gold like. But that's another purple and gold team, so that's cool by me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I guess I guess I should uh, give the the updates on this uh, fantasy football uh, schedule that I'm on here. So um, uh, let's see here. So uh, so I'm in I'm in the J Man League here. So I'm in the J Man League and I'm I'm in the ABL League. So uh, let's see the J Man League. I am I'm checking this right now. Oh, I'm playing I'm playing the co-host. I'm playing Matt Man. Looks like I'm playing Matt Man, and I'm already I'm already losing. Because I guess he's had four players play already, and so I have to make a big comeback uh, tomorrow. And uh, let's see, in the ABL league, I'm playing some guy named Bill Murray. No, whatever. Bill Murray. Oh, Bill, that's Bill. <laughs> you know Bill. I, I probably know Bill. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, so that is the that is the fantasy football uh, uh, update. So, uh, well, 
There'll be a lot of trash talking on Twitter uh, tomorrow, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm looking for oh, so 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 Jay is playing Dana tomorrow. So that that'll be interesting. Um, let's see, and let's see who's. Uh, Kimmy. Kimmy is playing oh, our good friend Enrico in one league and uh, some other people in the other league, so whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, doing fan- I'm not doing the fantasy football this year. Uh, yeah, because you're probably, uh, probably fed up with it. <laughs> well, you know, as much of a football fan as I am, you know, I, I do follow college ball more. I mean, for NFL, I'm usually, of course, just interested in the Saints. And really, in college football, I'm only really interested in LSU, but I still I may watch other college games because it'll have an effect on how far up LSU gets in the rankings, right? But, uh, and as much as I love football, and I understand the game to a degree, it's just so confusing, all these, how do you win, get points, and I don't know the NFL players well enough to make good decisions. So J-Man would always help me, and I feel so guilty because he's always helping me with my football league and stuff. I tell him, look, here's my password. Just go in and fix it for me. And I'm like, you know, I can't <laughs> ask him to do that for me all the time. You know, yeah. I, I feel bad. So I, maybe next year for sure. I want to learn how to really play it before I do it again. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure J-Man will school you on that. Uh, in fact, in fact, he, he, uh, see, I'm giving him more ideas. He can do a little fantasy football uh, tutorial on his show. He can, he can teach you, you know, on his show. How about that? that uh, gotcha. I'd, I'd love to listen to that. A tutorial from Los Gachos. That'd be fun. <laughs> 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 oh, and uh, oh yeah, and I'm gonna, I want to give a shout out to our high school team here um, because uh, last week on the ABL show, uh, <laughs> Burl was talking about really lame nicknames for teams. In our our high school team, uh, I'm not kidding. They're named the Quakers. They're, they're named the Quakers, like the you know like the pacifist people from Pennsylvania that who like founded this town. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they're like the fighting Quakers, which is like an oxymoron because Quakers are pacifists. So I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> but they won their third game last night. They're 3-0. and Very excited about that. So this whole town is a buzz of excitement with their little uh, high school team here. So, so shout out to the Quakers. All right, Quakers. <laughs> that was slower clap. Uh, I got uh, got one more story in this segment here, and uh, this has to do with your Saints and the opening game, and uh, I'll just let this play here, and uh, you'll get a kick out of this here, Cat. We'll uh, play this, and then we'll talk about it. The National Football League's kickoff celebration is in New Orleans, but on the other side of the Louisiana Superdome... ...to diehard Saints fans at a different kind of kickoff. I pronounce that they are husband and wife. Amen. Amen. 
Charlie Vanderpool and Gloria Darlene Page joined each other in holy matrimony at a tailgate party. It's probably the only thing I've ever thought of that could beat my wedding. I got married first weekend to Jazz Fest at the zoo and didn't think they could top it, and then Charlie, you know, did it a little bit better and a little bit bigger. Friends, family, fellow tailgaters, and strangers alike were galed in a wedding of saints' colors, black and gold. The couple met five years ago after Hurricane Katrina ravaged the Big Easy. November 26th, Thanksgiving Day, I went to a dinner at my friend Mama House uptown, and he invited me, so I went over there and I met my good friend, my wife Gloria. That was his first time. That was that was his first time meeting um, my aunt, and so when he came into the house, she asked. All types of personal questions, and my ears perked up because I liked what I saw. The story is unique to New Orleans. The Saints to these people and this city are far more than just a football team. They mean a whole lot. They mean a whole lot to everyone in the city of New Orleans. They mean a whole lot to me, me and Gloria, and all my fans back here. They mean a whole lot to us. Mean a whole lot, very, very much. So for the newly minted Vanderpools, this made perfect sense. Our heart is at Superdome to the Saints. It's not about Katrina. It's not about anything else. It's about the Saints. We love the Saints. They showed their pride and their love for one another by sharing with their fellow fans of the pride of New Orleans. John Mo, the Associated Press, New Orleans. Who that? Come on, cat. Come on. Who that? Who that? Who that said it's going to be them saints? You know, when I was growing up, when I was a little girl, my dad used to say that about the Tigers, about the LSU Tigers, and he'd go, Who that? Who that? Who that said it's going to be them Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, and that's been around since that's been around since the beginning of the Saints time, you know. And uh you know what I loved about or what I loved so much about when we won the Super Bowl is that pretty much the whole country was behind us, you know, unless you were a hardcore Minnesota Viking fan you know, because of Katrina and all that, uh, uh, because of, like, you know, Katrina and everything, that's, I think, a lot of the reason why. And like I said on your show, I think it was la- or the last time we had the show, was that it this was is such an awesome story, the whole thing, you know, just the fact that they never won a Super Bowl. You know, they, they used to be called the Aints because they were never really that good. <laughs> and... uh I don't know. It's just, it's a great time to be a Saints fan, man. <laughs> I don't know how anybody can hate on the Saints. I mean, I, I really don't understand that. I, I just don't. Uh, how could you hate on the Saints? <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> so, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, why don't we take a break? And uh, we have another hour of the Doctor Anonymous show. Are you, you, you okay there, Kat? You, you doing all right? You, you know, you okay? I'm doing great. 
Um, After this break, we're going to switch your gears here a little bit again here, and uh, we'll talk a, a little bit of a kind of a, a, a religious type of topic, uh, which is uh, right up your alley there, uh, Kat. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll take <laughs> a little bit of a break here, and, uh, well, we'll see. We'll, we may talk about it for like two minutes and then get rid of it, but I think it's an interesting topic. Uh, so we'll uh, take a little bit of a break here, and uh, we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more. A lot of good topics here tonight, so... Uh, just hang on here for a little bit. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show here on Block Talk Radio. And to take us out of here at this segment, I know our good friend Potato Chip here was late, so we'll play the fight song here a little bit, and uh, we'll be right back here. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Donovan's show here on Blog Talk Radio at the top of the next hour, unless I hear differently. <laughs> Move with the Annie and Burrow live show here on Blog Talk Radio. I, I think this will have a good show tonight. Don't you think they're a cat? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Burl never, uh, uh, what do you call it, advertises it anymore. So <laughs> you never know till the last minute if they're having a show or if it was canceled. <laughs> I think they're being dramatic. I think they're... Uh, I think so, too. I think so, too. Oh, we're supposed to wonder what happened to you guys? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so maybe at the top of the hour will be the uh, very popular um, yet elusive uh, Andy and Pearl live show here on Talk, Talk, Talk Radio. <laughs> They're not here to defend themselves, so I can just talk about whatever I like there. So. Um, ah! So, um, so yeah. So this may be a short segment here, <laughs> but, uh, but I thought I thought I thought this was kind of a, uh, an interesting uh, story here that I've been kind of following here uh, this week. I do have an audio clip to kind of start things off, and then we'll we'll uh, kind of uh, talk about it here as soon as I find the clip. But here it is, and uh, we'll play it. 
After days of building international uproar, a Florida pastor now says he scrapped plans to mark the anniversary of 9-11 by burning copies of the Quran. He says it's because backers of a planned mosque near Ground Zero have agreed to move it. We felt that that would be a sign that God would want us to do it. The American people do not want the mosque there. And, of course, Muslims do not want us to burn the Quran. However, the imam behind the New York mosque said he's not bargaining over the site. Until we fly to New York and meet with the imam and the imam and his leadership make that final decision, it's not my decision. The Florida minister's change of heart followed a direct appeal from President Barack Obama, who told ABC's Good Morning America this is not the American way. I just hope he understands that uh, what he's proposing to do is completely contrary to our values as Americans. That this country has been built on the notions of religious freedom and religious tolerance. Plus, Obama said burning Islam's holy book would play into the hands of radicals ready to seize on any grievance. This is a, a recruitment bonanza for al-Qaeda. Uh, you know, you, you could have serious violence in places like Pakistan uh, or Afghanistan. Obama thus joins Afghanistan Commander General David Petraeus in warning the Quran burning could endanger U.S. troops and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who's put U.S. embassies on alert. At home, a prominent Muslim group launched its Learn Don't Burn campaign, noting the Quran includes the stories of Moses and Jesus, both Muslim prophets. So we ask him to remove all these references before he burns the Quran. And he has to remove the reference to God, so he will end up with just the two covers of the book. During his daily briefing, Press Secretary Robert Gibbs was asked if burning the Quran qualifies as a hate crime. He wouldn't say, but added, This is a hateful act. This is an offensive act. Gibbs called Jones a desperate man who's now got more reporters covering him than worshippers in his pews. Whatever happens, the president's remarks have placed him squarely in the middle of yet another controversy over Islam in America. This after saying Muslims have the right to build a mosque near Ground Zero. Yet as embattled as he is on so many fronts right now, a fresh fight over religion and terror may be about the last thing Obama needs. All right, so, you know, I mean, you know, the first thing that gets, well, I'm upset on a lot of different levels here. So, so and I think Kimmy Tesfjall in the chat room, how could this guy, like, say he represents, like, all Christians? I'm like, what? what is that about? I mean, that's just, that's really sad. But he's gotten all this press coverage, you know? Come on. You know, part of me wonders if that's not a big part of his agenda right there, is just getting all this publicity for himself, you know? Um you know he does not represent all Christians. He definitely doesn't represent me. Um, you know, somebody wrote on Twitter. It was so funny. They go, I think that mustache needs to be burst. <laughs> <laughs> mustache. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and the fact that, you know, okay, yeah, the Quran isn't my book, okay, but I'm not going to burn it, you know, uh, and he is putting, I think he's putting undue, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, danger for our troops, for our country, by doing something this crazy. And it was supposed to be done today, right? So we'll know whether he decided to do it or not by the end of the day, right? Because this was supposed to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, I, but, yeah, I heard it was no, but you know, I haven't seen any latest stories on that deal. 
Yeah, because I thought he had said no, and then he said yes, and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, dude, you know, <laughs> like, come on. You can't do this. It's crazy. It's just, I don't know. I I would not be happy if people, a group of people got together and try, and burned the Bible. That would be very offensive to me. And the fact that the Quran does does contain stories about Moses and Jesus, I mean, you know, no matter if you see Jesus as a prophet or the Son of God, I mean, it's still holy. You know, it's 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 holy to a certain group of people, a religion. You can't you can't do that. I mean, you can if you want to, but it's just going to cause problems. You know, and and I would be so afraid for my soul by doing something like that. I think oh, okay. It's no, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just crazy. Uh, we and I, and I agree with uh, the president when he says, you know, we are built. This country is built on on certain ideas, right? And one of that is religious freedom and religious tolerance. And you know, if if we as Christians want to be respected and have our freedoms to worship and the, where we want to, the way we want to, and all those kind of things, then we have to let that happen for other religious groups too even if we don't agree with them you know people have the right to be to believe whatever they want or to not believe you know it's it's a free country but i also believe that you know it's like god gave us freedom of choice right it, that's right. like a god principle i'm you know so it's not just because this is you know a, a, a what our country is based on, but this that to me is a a God thing. It's not just a country thing. You know, it's not for me to judge anyone. There's only one judge and one jury. And it does not belong to me. It does not belong to any human being on this planet. You know, I, I think that God has his own justice, and we need to let him take care of it. You know, this guy is crazy. He's <laughs> a lunatic. And I think he is out for, a lot, a lot of it is out for publicity for himself, for his church, and all that, you know. And, and you know, being today is 9-11 and seeing these images that I've been watching, like on the History Channel and stuff, it does bring up a lot of that anger and stuff. And you're like, oh, how could these people do that? But, you know, not all Muslims are like these extremists, just like not all Christians are like, some of these extreme Christians that that a lot of people don't like, you know, you can't you can't uh, you can't what's the word judge one group of people because of a few bad apples, you know, a few crazy people that that decide to take the their religious text and skew it to their own hate, you know, because not all Muslims are terrorists, just like not all Christians are haters or whatever else that people want to call us, you know. So, you know, it's just the way I think about it. I think that he is just causing more more harm than good, especially for the Christians, you know. He's trying to send a message to radical Islam. Well, what does that say about Christians? It makes us look just as radical. You know, yeah, maybe he's not, you know, flying airplanes into buildings, but, you know, 
you can't, you just can't do that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you can if you want, but it's not a good idea. It's not, and I don't believe, because there was a, an article I read that he said that he believes that Jesus would have done the same thing, that he didn't believe that Jesus would go around burning any book, but he would burn the Quran. No, I don't think he would burn any book. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and Kimmy says in the chat room, too, which I agree with, uh, um, I find burning a religious book just as offensive as burning a flag. Um, and, I, yeah, I would tend to agree with that. That's, uh, you know, it's, that's just something that you just don't do. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, um, it, just it doesn't make me feel very good when, when people are even thinking about, you know, doing that type of stuff. Yeah, I don't like to see that either. So, you know, we don't have to we don't have to crawl down to anybody's level. Like what you know, uh of course people in other countries were burning the US flag when they heard about this pastor wanting to burn the Quran. Well that makes them just as bad as the pastor, you know, in my book. So why do we have to keep crawling this why can't we just take the high road and like I said, let God take care of it and just do our own thing. If you're if you're of whatever religion you are, you know, do I, I guess what, what am I trying to say? Follow like as a Christian, I try to follow. I don't want to say the laws because Christianity is about grace, but I try to do the right thing. You know, I'm not perfect. I screw up, but I try to do the right thing. I you know, one thing that I found since I've become a Christ, a born again Christian, I've always believed. Okay, I've, I've always like I grew up Catholic, but you know, now, especially more than ever, if I do something or I think something that I don't think is very Christ-like, I, I, I want to change it. You know, I ask for forgiveness, I repent and move on, and I try to do better. And that's what we need to do, as, you know, as a country. We just let people believe what they want to believe. You know, if it's not what you believe, then so be it. You can't change the world. You know, all you can do is be the best person you can be, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I mean, that's uh But I do agree we need to burn his mustache. Not him, just the mustache. <laughs> we could shave off the mustache and burn the little hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say burn be, him because that would be hate and that wouldn't be right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's probably a Photoshop picture on the Internet out there of that uh, already, uh, already <laughs> happening. So. <laughs> so and if funny. it's out there, I know our good friend J-Man will find it for us. So, uh, well, <laughs> him, or he'll just find a picture of the show. guy and, and Photoshop it himself. All right. Well, why don't, why don't we leave things there? We'll uh, we'll take another uh, break here. We have uh, 40 minutes left here, and uh, we'll uh, change topics again. Here, we'll uh, we'll have our entertainment news segment uh, after this. Will be, which I know you'll probably have some comments about our good friends, uh, people like Taylor Swift and Kanye West and Lady Gaga, and there's a story about a Playboy model that tries to pull a Steven Slater. What's all that about? <laughs> we'll find out right after this, and. I'll be playing some TV themes for our good friend Cat here. So we'll be right back here on the Dr. Anonymous hey. show. Don't go anywhere.
Dr. Anonymous show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm on the line here with Kat. Kat, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend, Dr. Anonymous. <laughs> You're an awesome friend, and you know I love you. <laughs> Give shout out to the big people in our, to our big people in the chat room, the big important people in our chat room. I think I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so we we have uh, we have the I'm with stupid superstar. Uh, what do you call him? Oh, los gachos, los gachos. <laughs> Jay, man, 11 a.m. Sunday. I'm with Stupid Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we have ATC Sandra, we have Kimmy, we have Liz, and uh, your good buddy Potato Chip there, Cheeto. Potato Chip! I love Potato Chip. <laughs> potato Chip. I love her new Twitter profile pic, too, with holding the camera. That's a cool looking pic. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't That's cool, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It's kind of hot, actually. So good job there, <laughs> potato chip. Potato <laughs> chip. Uh, so let's move into our entertainment segment here. I have, I have a few stories here. So uh, so first has to do with uh, Taylor Swift and Cayenne uh, West. This is from Cayenne. Like Cayenne. New York City. <laughs> There we go. Be warned, Kai and West. Taylor Swift has written a song about you, and she's singing it at Sunday's MTV Video Music Awards. The country superstar win for Best Female Video last year was marred by him, and she got on, and he got on stage. <laughs> she sort of guns of Beyonce. Swift wrote a song about the experience earlier this year. <laughs> a source familiar with the show said Saturday she will sing uh, the new song there. The source didn't want to be identified. Because <laughs> she'd probably get fired. Uh, the song is on Swift's upcoming album called Speak Now. It's due out in October. Ooh. Wow, that makes Ooh. me want to watch MTV. Not really. <laughs> Did you see Kanye's t- tweets about – he went, like, on a Twitter rant about – not a rant. I mean, like, where he was going off about how he was apologizing for it. Like, did you see all that? Well, yeah, his apology tour, like, whatever, come on. Yeah, but it, it was like 20 tweets long, and it was like, oh, man, you know. And the whole thing, it's funny because, you know, the president even called him a jackass. Remember how that got that got leaked out? Oh, yeah, I forgot if, about that. If the president called me a jackass, I would feel so bad. I would feel like horrible. <laughs> the president of the United States, I don't care who it was. If the president of the United States called me a jackass, I feel so low. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I won't watch the show, but I'll probably watch the highlights on YouTube uh, when you know, right after the show, when because you know that's, that's really you get all the highlights on YouTube. Anyway. I wonder if it's going to be like what kind of? I mean, is, is it a, is going to be a mean spirited song? She seems like too sweet. Swedish like Swedish sweet sweet like to write like a mean song. Is it gonna make him feel smaller than small, or is it gonna be like it's okay? I forgive you, no big deal. She needs to just drop it because she won the whole thing. Everybody was so against Kanye. Even the freaking president of the I shouldn't say freaking. Even the president of the United States was against him. I mean, she won. There's nothing else to do. 
<laughs> well, e- e- even after that, I mean, I think that's what started her winning every frickin' award over the next, you know, yeah. year. Award. She won every award, award wanna... after that. She's like, you know, female entertainer of the planet for like 2009 and 2010 right after that because people felt so bad for her. Well, I agree there. But, like, she won a lot of awards that night. And, you know, I think she's talented and everything, but I never thought she was that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I'm, I guess maybe I'm too old for that music then, you know, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're old. Wait a minute, we're the same age. That means I'm old. Wait, that can't be right. Yeah, but I'm older than you. <laughs> I'm older than you, which... Oh, uh, yeah, that's, I like that. Yeah. I'm right. sick about... I am sick about how old I am, really, because I've been thinking about that lately. I'm like, you know, where did my life go? <laughs> I'm mean, getting reflective on the Dr. A, Dr. A show. I was going to say Dr. Anonymous and Dr. A. I almost said Dr. Anonymous show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm as old as I am, and I'm not going to say it on the air, but I wish I could be like Betty White and not care. Like, she's so proud to say that she's, what, 88 and a half years old. I hope I'm like that, I'm like that when I'm 88 and a half years old, if I get to that age. <laughs> you know, and I'm not being negative, but I am afraid that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get that old. My body has been through way too much in my life to to get to that age, I think. Yeah, it's I all that Red Bull that you're drinking. You should stop talking about Red Bull. too much damage, too. Too much <laughs> oh. Red Bull, man. You should calm down I, with that. Can I start over, God, on the physical part of my life? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So speaking of people who should start over, uh, Lady Gaga's in the news again. Oh. I'm going to read this story anyway because I just want to get people upset. Uh, Lady Gaga <laughs> reached a deal with an, uh, with her ex-boyfriend and producer in a development suit. Both say former Bo, whatever the guy's name is, which nobody cares. A thirty million dollar lawsuit says he helped develop the Gaga personality. The New York Post reported he also claimed he invented her stage name. Her real name is the name I'm not going to say because I don't really care. And a contract entitled him to 20% of her earnings, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, so I mean, you know, come on. Claim, claiming to, to create the whole – I mean, I'd be embarrassed to say I created the whole gonna, thing, wouldn't you? I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, who would claim? To be well, I mean, I guess she is popular and stuff, but you know me, she just grosses me out in so many levels. But uh, <laughs> yeah, who would claim to be responsible for that mess? <laughs> so uh, well, I, I don't, I don't, I think we may have offended Potato Chip. Potato Chip says she's going as Lady Gaga for Halloween, but I think she's joking. I'm not sure. Well, but look at what she said for Halloween. Okay, that's a perfect costume. <laughs> Halloween is scary. <laughs> Halloween is about fear. Look, she's talented. I like a lot of her music. That's what what's so hard about this whole thing. It's her personality I don't like. You know, it's her... She just, I don't know why she just grosses me out so much. I, and her, I think it's because she's so obnoxious. I can't, if there's anything I can't stand, it's an, it's an obnoxious person. You know, I mean, maybe there's people out there who think I'm obnoxious, 
but that's okay because I don't think I am, so that is okay. If I thought I was obnoxious, I wouldn't like myself. But I love myself, so in my eyes, I'm not obnoxious. But Lady uh, Gaga uh, is. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm she, talking about. She says she, she's not offended. She can't stand her. And then she says, exactly, Cheeto, exclamation point, exclamation point. So she agrees with uh, Cheeto. You know, that's why, that's why I love potato chips. And that's why I'm Cheeto. I'm Cheeto, and I'm the fiery type of Cheetos. You know those flaming hot Cheetos? That's the kind oh, of Cheeto a, I am. You're a flaming hot Cheeto, let me tell you. A flaming hot Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> we do need. Oh, I saw a tweet that reminds me. I need to tell Potato Chip. I saw a tweet. She had retweeted some. Somebody else who said, "Oh, I love your name, Potato Chip. I should be. Should I name myself Cheeto?" And she said, "Oh, well, Warrior Cat's Cheeto. Maybe you could be Frito." <clears throat> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, because I said that we need a Frito, we need a Dorito, and we need a Bambito. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying See, to there, think of another tip. There would be Halloween costumes right there. It'd be Potato Chip, be Cheeto, and you need somebody else." You know, I think a potato chip would actually probably be a cute costume, but a Cheeto might be an ugly costume. I could dress it. Remember Annie's Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of gross, actually. No, I know. I, I, would, never be the, about that. I would never be the Cheetos. I would just look like a regular Cheeto. <laughs> uh, well, potato chip says, uh, how about a sun chip? Have you, had a, one of the, have you seen one of those sun chips before? I've seen those. Those are actually kind of pretty. Yeah, yeah. And Kimmy says that J-Man is a Dorito. It's kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> he is a Dorito. <laughs> a cool ranch Dorito because he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so speaking, speaking of the Dorito, I'll, I'll, we're gonna, we'll do this Dorito story for him. Uh, so I know we were talking before the show that uh, you don't know who this Steven Slater guy is. So the Steven, in case people don't know, the Steven Slater guy is is a, a stewardess guy. I think, I think the name is Stewart, but I'll call him stewardess guy. So he was flying from, I think it was Pittsburgh to New York City. And uh, um, he was working, and apparently uh, one of the pastors got him upset when they landed in New York City. So he got upset. He got a couple of beers. He opened the side door. Um, inflated the little slide thing, the emergency exit, and uh, just jumped out of the plane because uh, he was upset. <laughs> wow. So, um, so that kind of sets up the story here. Uh, this has to do, and this is why this is the Dorito story, because it has to do with a Playboy model. So there you go there, uh, Dorito. Uh, so it starts like this. So, uh, I'm sorry. Real quick, what does Dorito have to do with Playboy? A Dorito was J-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dor- Dorito is J-Man. <laughs> okay, I got it now. So this goes, uh, move over, Steven Slater. JetBlue has another hot mess on its hands, and she's much hotter than you. Playboy pinup Tiffany Livingston melted down while flying from Orlando to Newark and wound up in federal custody after she tried to open a plane door 
During mid-flight, Tiffany reportedly experienced an anxiety attack on board JetBlue Flight 522 uh, when the aircraft hit some turbulence. The 21-year-old model then tried to bail out at 35,000 feet. Uh, uh. Wow. Uh, this goes on. Uh, she, her modeling credits include Playboy's Singapore edition. This is for J-Man. Uh, and uh, the uh, buxom uh, Rhode Island brunette, who, according to her profile, is uh, 32C2233. That's for J-Man. Uh, has a weakness for junk food. Loves uh, Pacino. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and aspires to be a pastry chef. So this chick freaks out at 35,000 feet, tries to go out the side door because she's having a panic attack. What, what do you think about that there, Kat? It's nuts. Well, first of all, A, that's a serious panic attack. And B, what would be better about jumping out of a plane at 35,000 feet that would be worse than experiencing the turbulence in the plane? I mean, what would be better about that? Like, how would that make her panic attack any better? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think she was just wanting just to get out of the area. I think that's probably what she's. Uh... But but falling out of the plane, she's definitely not going to survive. Hey, I don't know. And she's probably going to kill a whole bunch of people with her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a serious. And I read, you know, the article you gave me, right? And it said that she had forgotten her meds. If you're that freaked out about being on a plane, you shouldn't forget your meds, <laughs> first of all. That's, that's cat tip of the night there, kids. Write that down. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's it. Or she could have had a drink on the plane. Why not have a drink on the plane to yeah, calm down? I don't know. I don't know. You, could, you see, you could help this girl. You could just really help her and say, hey, this is what you need to do so you won't uh, accidentally open the door and, uh, you know, Get really bad. She should have just taken a little oxygen thing out that comes pops out from the top thing and just breathed in some oxygen. <laughs> no, let's open up the plane and jump out. That'll be better. <laughs> Not very much going on upstairs, I think, with that chick. Not very much going on upstairs. <laughs> Oh man! Well, let's uh, let's move into some other stories. Here. It's, uh, speaking of people freaking out, <laughs> this story here is uh, from the Associated Press from Norway, and I know we talked about this a little bit about before the show too, Cat. Uh, so uh, the title here is uh, Norwegian newsreader quits in live radio broadcast. A Norwegian radio journalist quit on the air after completing or after complaining about her job and saying she wouldn't read. Today's news because nothing important has happened anyway. Uh, this uh, person's name, which I won't read because I don't care, she accused her employers at the regional radio station of public broadcaster NRK of putting too much pressure on the staff. She said live on the air that she was, quote, quitting and walking away, unquote, because she, quote, was able uh, well, wanted to be able to eat properly again and be able to breathe, whatever that means. She nearly ended uh, the two-minute announcement by saying there wouldn't be any news on Saturday. The disgruntled reporter had worked at the station for 18 months. The station covers 
Oslo and some other places in Norway, which I don't care about. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so somebody has a meltdown right on the air. That's uh, that's that's kind of awesome. <laughs> is it on YouTube anywhere? No. I'm sure yeah. it is. I just haven't I haven't found it yet. I'm sure it's on there. <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of stories lately about people and their jobs. Like there was a. I think it's nursing pins that I follow on Twitter. And they tweeted an article about, like, I don't know, I think it was like the fifth nurse that had committed suicide because of the working conditions that she had at the hospital she was at. And I believe it was in Canada. And I'm thinking, God, what job could be so bad that you would kill yourself over? I mean, I can't imagine a job being that bad. And why couldn't they just go because of the deplorable working conditions? You know, it's like, is it that hard to find more work in Canada, like other jobs? You know, I mean, I know our economy is bad and stuff like that, but, you know, I still hear a lot about people finding jobs, right, other jobs. So I don't know what it's like in Canada to find a job. Uh, I know for a long time Canadians were coming down here to get work, but I haven't heard of that as much, and I hear about them going back and getting jobs up there. But how can a job be so bad that you'd kill yourself over? I mean, I can't imagine a job that bad. I, I, uh, you know, you don't hear about that. And it was supposed to be like the fifth or something, like a, like a many nurses or many medical professionals. I don't know if it was just nurses have done that. I mean, that means that place is pretty bad to work at. Oh, yeah. You know, to, go to, yeah. to go to that extreme and for that many people. I mean, maybe, okay, you could see maybe one person doing it. Maybe they had other things going on in their life, right? But apparently this place is that bad to work at. I should have I should have read the article more, but I just, I didn't, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to say I didn't care enough. I just didn't read the whole article. I was, I don't know, busy or something. But I thought, man, that's pretty bad. But I'm hearing a lot about people having, or like, these meltdowns or even going to the point of suicide because of their job. And then you got some people, like here in America, that are, probably go into that extreme because they can't find a job. What is the world coming to, Dr. Anonymous? I don't know what the world's coming to, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah. It's sad. I, uh, Everything is sad. Today's a sad day. You know how sad it is? I just I just checked the Annie Burrow live site, and it looks like they canceled they the can't. show. Look, it's I mean, like they I guess the they're, working, their working conditions must suck, too, because they're not doing their show a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I had to make light of something because it was getting too sad. Oh, see, I'm sad now. There's no Andy Burrow live tonight, so that's uh, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that. Oh well. What uh, but I do, uh, I do, I do have a story that uh, I think will bring a smile to everybody's faces, uh, especially uh, J Man. Uh, with a lot of J Man references tonight, so because we love the guy. I know. We ought to call this the J Man Show. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So I'll I'll play this story. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, and uh, we'll talk uh, right after this story here. J-Man, this is for you, buddy. Meanwhile, over time, Pee-wee's libido escalated. It's another day on the job for Susie Hanks, reading the men's magazine Playboy for the stories. But her breasts are peeking out from amongst the uh, wheat kernels. And painting word pictures of the magazine's legendary centerfolds. She's doing it. For the Blind, a volunteer at a Houston nonprofit that records and broadcasts readings from dozens of periodicals. 
Well, I don't choose to read Playboy. They chose me to read Playboy. I'm the first woman to do it. They've been reading Playboy ever since uh, the beginning when they first started. But um, it's about accessibility. It's about having everything that's available for a sighted person be available for somebody without sight. And the next article, let's do the uh, interview. Hanks has a regular job reading the news for a classic rock station. This one takes some different skills in front of the mic. There are naked women to look at, and they're beautiful. And if somebody who doesn't have sight wants to hear what a pretty woman looks like, that's what it's for. She does not read an issue cover to cover, but she does the articles, the jokes, the cartoons, the pictures. As for the Playboy models... They're like... I like to say little snowflakes. All each woman is different, and I describe the the look on her face, what she may be wearing or not wearing, where she is, what she's doing, um, what uh, if she has a body piercing or a tattoo or certain color of nail polish on or something like that. Once, Hanks got a call from Playboy asking if she would pose for an issue on women in radio. She said no. It's kind of nice to be able to just say that they asked. <laughs> now, Hanks is intimately familiar with the magazine in a different way. The first woman giving these sights to the blind. Lee Powell, The Associated Press. So I stand up for all those blind people who want to enjoy Playboy. It's not a sweet story there, Kat. That's so sweet. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> You know, I'm, I don't know. I guess, you know, I, I, I guess a blind person would like that, but I'm still thinking they'd rather have their sight and see the real thing. I got nothing. I, feel, I don't know. I, I feel so, I feel so, I'm telling you, that is the one, one sense I would not want to lose. If I had to go, you know, I, People always ask, would you rather go, well, they don't always ask, but when people ask, would you rather go deaf or blind, I say deaf, because even though that would suck being deaf, you could still talk with sign language, right? But sight, I mean, yeah, there's Braille and stuff, but I don't know. There's just something, to me, my sight is my most treasured sense. I was watching a mash though one time, and this is I think about anybody who's either whether they're blind or deaf. When they're missing one of the the senses, their other ones get heightened. I mean, you always hear that, right? So maybe, uh, well, now let me just say this: I was watching a mash where Hawkeye one time lost his sight temporarily. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, right? I remember that. And he goes, you know, remember at the end where he said. When I listened, when I heard when the other night it was raining, and when I heard the rain, it sounded like I, the way he was explaining everything he heard and everything. He goes, "Never in my life have I spent a more aware, conscious day than I have today." Like when he was realizing, like the rain sounded like I can't remember what he said, but the way he described it, and he goes. And this is when he and when he got his sight back. He was telling what's the other guy, his friend's name, that. Uh, Hawkeye Pierce. And no, but he. Well, okay, which one? Yeah, he was telling. Oh his yeah, friend, yeah, B J Honeycutt. B J, yeah, Honeycutt. Okay, yeah. He said, uh, you know, I'm glad to have my sight back, but 
I'm glad that I lost it too. He said I was glad that that I went through that. He ended up being glad he went through that because he realized a lot of other things about life from being blind. Like, I just think that that's amazing how our bodies do that. When you lose one sense, your other ones get so heightened that, you know, the one person in this world that amazes me more than anybody, I think, is Helen Keller, who didn't have hardly any of the sights or any of the senses and did the kind of stuff she did. You know, it gives you hope. But please, Lord, don't ever take my sight because that that's something I need. I need my eyeballs work. I need them to work. So I can look at you, Dr. Anonymous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it's such a reflective kind of mood tonight, huh? This yeah, has probably been I mean, our most serious show ever. No wonder, yeah, no, yeah, whatever story I throw at you, you just you turn it serious. So. I turn it, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place tonight. Oh, and then no, and then no. I and then I start feeling serious, so I try to lighten it up at the end there. And I'm like, I hope nobody's <laughs> offended by that. No, it's fine. It's fine. We have a let's see, we have a couple stories here left here, and we'll we'll close it up here. All uh, so so uh, I have to get this story. So the Guinness Book of World Records has uh, they just named who their shortest man is. I'm not kidding about that and. You know, I'm just going to play the story because I think it's interesting. And just think of your mind, how short do you think this guy is? So we'll play it and we'll talk about it. 24-year-old Edward Nino Hernandez is a lot like a typical Colombian. He loves to dance, dreams of owning a car, and wants to see the world. What makes him unique is his size. Nino has just been officially certified as the world's shortest living man by Guinness World Records, measuring just 27 inches. He is slightly taller than a piece of carry-on luggage and weighs just 22 pounds. His mother says he hasn't grown since he was two years old. Other than cataracts in his eyes, he has no medical complaints. Hernandez says he's thrilled to have worldwide recognition, but his reign is expected to be short-lived. A teenager from Nepal measuring just 22 inches is expected to take over when he turns 18 in October. Noel Waghorn, The Associated Press. So I feel bad for this guy, you know, because it's like, hey, you're the shortest guy until October, then you're done. So live it up, buddy. Yeah. And yeah, let's take away what little glory you get to have in your life, you know. <laughs> but didn't they already have a shortest man in the world that died recently? Uh, sure. I, I don't know. No? I, I think I, you're probably right. Tallest, I, I, don't. I think the tallest woman alive died too not that long ago that real 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 tall lady that's what I'm talking about <laughs> really tall One uh, of them yeah I think too. I think I think she was in Vegas I think she was like Amazon woman she was like eight feet tall I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah poor guy well, maybe that maybe he'll be lucky, and that eighteen-year-old, whatever he, not no, not the, the the teenager, will have a growth spurt and get to twenty-eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, well, J-Man made a comment, which I'm not going to say, but you can probably guess what he said. I want to know. I want to know. You can't say it. Is it that bad? Oh, uh, he's only 
He's only 27 inches tall. I bet he holds the record for something really small as well. It's all cute. Or maybe it's the opposite for some reason on there, and you never know. <laughs> maybe it's big as him. <laughs> maybe oh my as tall as his, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we'll move sorry, on. Sorry, this last is a part. clean show. This is a clean show. Clean. <laughs> nah, we got eight. We got eight minutes left. No, you know, no, we're fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the last story here. I'm very upset that uh, you, you probably heard that uh, that dude from CNN, that guy Larry King, is retiring, and uh, they didn't uh, have me take over his show because I think I'd be awesome. Um, so let me let me play this story about this guy that nobody cares about, and then uh, we'll talk about how I should take over the show, so we'll play this. CNN finally made it official today that British tabloid veteran Piers Morgan will be taking over for Larry King. In January, Morgan will take over the chair that King has occupied at CNN for the past 25 years. He says he came to CNN, quote, to win, and that he wants to combine brilliant interviews with great ratings. That would be fine with CNN, which has fallen behind in the ratings at 9 p.m. to the other two cable networks, Fox and MSNBC. Negotiations between CNN and Morgan dragged on for months, but the company worked out a deal that will allow him to continue on America's Got Talent and his British talk show, Piers Morgan's Life Stories. Morgan said following King is like replacing Frank Sinatra at the Sands. The final edition of Larry King Live will air in mid-December. Ross Simpson, the Associated Press. So I think, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I should take over that show. What do you think there, Kat? I think so, too. Is that the same Piers that's on American Scott Talent? Yeah, it's the same guy. Piers? Piers? First of all, his <laughs> name is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think you not only should you take over, I think you should have a co-host, which is me, being there with you. There you go. How much fun would yeah. that be? How much fun would that be? I know you want to be probably a one-man show on that thing, but I want you to take me, please. No, we're talking, not like you're going to ever get put on there, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll take over the Oprah show, too, when she retires. How about that? I think we're better than Oprah. <laughs> oh, God, I just committed a, what is that, a blasphemy, huh? You'll definitely get some hate mail from that. You can send all hate mail to rockdog at annieburltalk.com. <laughs> and if they, they ever have like another Oprah show, either. then they will, they'll uh, they'll read it on the show. There, so. Yeah, if they ever have another show. I hope they're not losing interest in it, you know, because I love them. We miss them. Yeah, we miss them. We miss them. You know, it's like, what's wrong with them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we close up the show, we have five minutes left here. I did want to give another plug out here uh, to our good friend Liz, who's in our chat room. She's been a long-time uh, a longtime friend of the show, and she always listens to the show, and she's a blogger as well, and uh, she uh, blogs about um, chronic illness. And um, we were chatting before the show, and uh, she, um, and I'm going to put the, I'll, I'll put the link up in the chat room here. Next week, um, 
is called uh, National Invisible Chronic Illness Awareness Week, September 13 through 19. And uh, there's going to be some shows here on Blog Talk Radio next week talking about that week. Um, and I asked Liz if she was co-hosting that. She's like, no, why would I do that? Uh, but I guess there are some good speakers on that uh, that uh, uh, that uh, she's uh, blogging about here. And uh, I'll, I'll drop her uh, link here in the chat room. And um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, people with chronic illness, you know, are, uh, you know I, I've talked to a lot of them. I've read a lot of their blogs. And uh um, you know, they're very passionate about what they talk about as far as trying to educate people about chronic illness, and there's still a lot of misunderstanding about that. So, um, so we thank Liz for her work on uh, on her blog, and I will uh, um, I will drop that in the, in the chat room there as well for people to uh, to check out. So, uh, so good job there, Liz. And I'm I'm going to try to listen to those uh, shows there uh, coming up uh, next week because I'm looking at the topics here and they look uh, very interesting. So, um, but you know, Kat, I know you probably you probably read some blogs too, and uh, you know. You know a lot of people as well. You know, or experienced people. You know, or talk with people who have chronic illnesses, and it's, it could be a very frustrating thing. Yes, and I, I happen to love that's Liz for CPS, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love her. This is for you, Liz. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> um, and I also want no, to uh, that's give cool. a little. That's- uh, give a little plug out here for uh, another blog that, or website that she's uh, a part of. It's called Peace in Chronic Illness, and the the site is peaceici.net. And uh, definitely check that out as well. I'll put that in the chat room um, as well. So uh, so yeah, she's uh, involved. I, I had no idea she was involved in all of these things. I should, and I'm an idiot for not following, you know, and keeping track of somebody who's uh, so devoted to the show. But uh, um, I'll, I'll get those uh, mention those right now, and uh, thank you, Liz, for all your work on that. Yes, thank you. And it, you know, I think it's uh, it's hard for you to follow so many people because you have so <laughs> many fans. You are full of fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and as I learn more about them, I mean, you know, they're you know, not only people that come and listen to the show, but, you know, people who do a lot of work, you know, on their own as far as, you know, whether they're on the Internet or whether they're writing articles or writing books or a lot of different things. Um, and I, I wish I had more time to, to keep track of everybody. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. You know, uh, I remember when I started blogging and stuff, uh, you know, I did a few posts. And I was really reading other people's blogs and commenting, and it's like it, it got hard to do that. And, I, I mean, I gave up, like, really quick. But I didn't give up. I still go and read blogs sometimes. But, you know, it's like sometimes I want to comment, but I'm like, well, if I comment on theirs and I don't comment on somebody else's, they're going to think, I'm, you know, I'm not reading it. So, I mean, it's like, a, it's like a job. Not a job. It's a chore. It's a lot of work to actually – go and, and read all of them and comment. You know, it's easy to get behind. So. Oh, yeah. 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 It's real easy to get behind, so. Um, so we have a couple minutes here left, uh, Kat. So uh, I just want to thank you again for being on the show. Um, and uh, I, had a, I had a good time tonight, some some serious conversation, some so not so serious conversation, but that shows just how talented you are. So I want to thank you again for being uh... on the show here well, thank you. I had so much fun as usual, and uh, thank you everybody who came tonight to listen to the show. I love all of you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Uh, 
I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I love everyone. I love life. It's beautiful. You know, yes, it's, it's a hard day today, and I do feel sad about it, but, you know, it happened, and we just move move forward and learn from everything, right? You learn from from bad experiences. So I bless everyone, and keep everyone that you love just really close to you and never let go and tell them every day you love them. Like, I love you, Dr. Anonymous. I want you to know that. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again sometime because uh, it's just so much fun. Well, thank you. I can't wait till the next time. Good night, everyone. I love you all. Mwah. All right, so that's the show here tonight, kids. Uh, thank you uh, all for uh, tuning in, whether live or on the archives here. And uh, I feel bad. We're, we miss uh, Indian Burl Live not being on tonight. But uh, tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m., right here on Blog Talk Radio for I'm With Stupid, our good friend J-Man and Matt Man. The fun continues tomorrow, and I will talk to you all very soon. DrAnonymous.com for all the information. Good night, everybody.